Ladies and gentlemen, this evening's performance of The Diz Explorers will begin in two minutes. Excellent listening locations are still available all around Showcase Promenade. Due to the use of alcohol and opinions around the lagoon, for your safety, we request that you remain on the promenade side of all railings. During the show, please watch your step and take small children firmly by the hand. Once again, this evening's performance of The Diz Explorers will begin in just two minutes. Thank you. And welcome to another episode of the Diz Explorers podcast, where each episode we explore the many avenues of the great Disney universe. So, for the first time in an extremely long time, I get to do a trip report. Yay, <laughs> I feel yay. like it's been Adrian for the past year. <laughs> She's the only one who went anywhere. Um, the trip hog. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, good for you. And now I'm gonna Somebody has to September, go. So y'all go. Yeah. Uh, so the uh, it is myself and the girls tonight. Uh, I'm not sure if Milford's jumping on. Um, so I'm just going to jump right into it. Uh, I know I mentioned it probably on previous episodes, but we spent two weeks down in Walt Disney World, which is something I have never done uh, at all. I've never spent that much time down there. It was a solid, it was 15 days, 14 nights. It was insane. Awesome. Um, So uh, the first half of the trip was just my family, my wife, three kids, and my parents. And then for the second half, which is the reason we stayed, my brother, uh, my brother's family, his wife and two kids, my niece and nephew, came down because that was when their school break was, and that was the whole entire reason for it. There were supposed to be many other family members that second week. My cousin was supposed to be there. Actually, both my cousins and their kids were supposed to be there, and my aunt and my uncle, my father's brother, because that's usually our giant traveling party. Not so much my cousins, but my aunt and uncle usually always come down with my parents. That's like their thing. We call them the four Gs, the four grandparents. So that's their little troop. Um, you know, my uncle and my aunt were very nervous about the whole COVID thing and really didn't want to do anything till they were both vaccinated and that didn't look like it was going to happen, I guess. So they had canceled their trip months ago, just out of being overly cautious because that's just how they are. Um, I throw caution to the wind because I don't give a rat's ass about any of it. You're not stopping me from going to Disney World. Um, <laughs> so much to our surprise, though, my uncle and aunt decided that they booked a last minute trip, uh, could not get DVC. So they had to stay at, they were over at Art of Animation. So they surprised us on the Thursday of the first week, the Wednesday or the Thursday, I think all of a sudden we're coming off of something at the Magic Kingdom. And I was like, there they were. And I was like, holy crap, you're here. Uh, And so that was awesome. So we did get to spend some time with them. And then my cousin had come down, which we knew he was coming down. My cousin Chris um, and his wife and, and their two girls were coming down the following week. We did not get to see them because we had different reservations, different days. And their girls are small. They're four and six or four and yeah four and six so they had very different plans than what we were doing so we did not get to link up um unfortunately um so that was that so anyway there was a lot of our family down there 
So we got in on a late Saturday night flight from Connecticut. So it was just kind of at the resort into the room and kind of grabbed some to-go food uh, via Grubhub or one of those things because literally that was the only way to get food that late at night at the Animal Kingdom Lodge Jumbo House, and which I knew going into it that the morrow was open and going to be open because uh, originally it was just open for breakfast, grab and go, no other meal of the day, which I thought was kind of asinine for a deluxe resort. Um, over at Kadani, Sanaa was is open as reservations, and there is a walk up. Um, so, and here's kind of what they're doing with all the walk-up stuff. And I'm sure people who, who have gone have known this and, and the information is kind of out there. But I, I just didn't – I didn't educate myself enough on this type of thing. So, this was a little frustrating until we figured it out and kind of got used to what was what. Um, so, for anybody hearing this in the next week that's going to stay at Animal Kingdom, be prepared to not have a lot of food options. The The first thing that was shocking to me was the store was shut at – Jumbo House, which is the bigger of the two. So um, the Zawadi Marketplace is closed. There's no, so there's nothing in the lobby to get. And they have nothing behind the counter. Right. You have to go over to Kadani. You have to go to Kadani, which is a a tiny little store and always had a big line because now you have two huge resorts who need any sort of sundries, milk, whatever you want for your room liquor, booze, right. anything. If you're not getting it from an outside source, Instacart, Amazon, or whatever, and you have to rely on that store, you're going to wait in the line because um, it's tiny and they're very strict on the how many people are in and out of stuff like that. So keep that in mind. The Mara... So is the non-DVC open? Yeah. No. When... Okay. So that's what I was wondering about Animal Kingdom. Like when we were at like Beach Club, like the DVC was open, but none of the non-DVC rooms were right. open. Yeah, I don't believe the non-DVC so, part of Jumbo was open because I'm pretty sure the concierge floor no, was, is not, not. was not running. Okay. Yeah, the, the the resort itself was empty. It was like nobody was okay. there. Right. Um, so so here's the deal that we found out if you're staying at Jumbo or Kadani because Sanaa is not technically technically not a quick serve restaurant but i guess they did have a limited menu for stuff i did not look into it um so for the mara right. the mara is open from in the morning for lunch, for breakfast from 7:30 to 11 it's cl- and then it's closed for lunch until 4 o'clock when it opens from dinner from 4 to 9 it is hmm. mobile order only unless you're going in for like a muffin and a juice then I, I would go in and there is one register right where the bakery is where you get the zebra domes yeah that you can get a that quick grab and go. A part. quick grab and go, yeah. But for bigger orders, they really do want you to use the mobile order. Fine, it wasn't a big deal. Um, I had issues. Weird. I've I've never heard of a restaurant being open for breakfast that's then closed for Be- lunch. It's usually right. the other way around. Believe me, it was beyond frustrating because then <laughs> because if you didn't eat in the parks and you wanted to go back for say that afternoon pool deal, which my kids did want to do a few days and being there for two weeks. Whatever it was, that was right. fine. I didn't care. It's let's go back and hang out in the pool for three hours, four hours, or whatever, and then we'll go back at night. Um, so you had to plan your meals, you know, kind of accordingly. The pool bar was open, but then again, didn't serve food because if the Mara Kitchen was closed, I guess then that one didn't eat. And that had really very extremely limited options for any sort of food anyway. It was like a couple of salads and like a ham and cheese sandwich. Um, and then we even found out that that is limited based on the staff available. So we were hanging out there one night 
uh, on a night when a park closed early, you know, because the Animal Kingdom and studios closed at 8. Um, so we were out of one of them earlier because we were there all day and probably there the day before. And we were back early, had dinner at the Mara, so we were looking to have, you know, drinks or whatever. My wife, the one night she wanted to have, you know, like a pina colada or something. I go up to the thing. The menus are all down. And I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. All right, maybe they're cleaning. So I asked the kid behind the bar. I'm like, oh, what happened to all the menus? Why are they all taped off? He's like, well, we're very short-staffed, and there's no regular bartender. So the only thing I can do is, is you know, pour beer or or wine. No food, no cocktails, no anything. And, and they had bags of chips. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. And I said, okay, thank you. And I walked away and, you know, proceeded to go tell my wife who was – very annoyed by it. So it was, you know, again, to complain about the small stuff, I guess we probably should have researched a little more. But at this point of the juncture, you, you, I don't understand why any eatery is closed down anywhere because it was hit or miss in the parks, too. Like one day everything was open at the Magic Kingdom. And then if, and like the next day, like Friars Nook was closed and this place was open. It was so weird and I don't know why. But that was so, you know... I'm on vacation. I don't want to. Sounds like staffing is a big issue still. Mm -hmm. Staffing seems to be. They haven't recalled enough. Yeah, I guess they haven't recalled enough. And the parks, listen, the parks over all in all. So we went. So it was Easter week that we went. We, you know, Easter Sunday was our first day in the parks at Magic Kingdom. It was like, uh, I mean, it was like it was when I went there as a kid. I mean, literally, there was not one attraction that we waited for that was over an hour. And honestly, the only one that was that long was Splash Mountain. And I think it was maybe 60, 65 minutes all in. Big Thunder oh, Mountain. Sounds amazing. Big Thunder Mountain, most <laughs> days, nice. most days Big Thunder Mountain was maybe 15 to 20 minutes. And that was even, you know, the morning rush was, was a lot. It would be Peter Pan always had a long line, obviously. But as the day wore on, and I, you know, the patterns were much, much different than how you used to, go about Walt Disney World, even with fast passes. So obviously you didn't need fast passes. Morning was on oh, Mine Train, I'm sorry. Mine Train was a consistent 60 to 70 minutes until early evening. By about 3, 4 o'clock, it was down to an hour. Give it another couple hours around dinner time, you were maybe 45 minutes. So nothing was nothing was unattainable or not able to be done. You just had to have patience, and there was nowhere else to go and nothing else to do anyway. There's no live shows. There's no parades to wait for. There's no fireworks to wait for or any of that else. Um, the cavalcades are cute. They get annoying because it's the same three every random time. So, uh, you know, it's Magic Kingdom either had it was the, you know, the Fab Five on a float with dancers and stilt guys. Uh, the other one we saw was princesses, which was literally all the princesses on a barge. Uh, and the other one was some sort of combination. It was looked like Peter Pan characters with Tinkerbell being the main one. And I don't know who else because we didn't stop to watch that one. Um, they're fun. They're great. But if you're in the park all day and you hear it 10 times, it's like, oh, okay, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> with the little jingle that goes by. But um, and plus my kids could, you know, except for the nine-year-old, the other, the teenagers not that they could care less, but they didn't want to stop, you know, because they're on their own. And my niece and nephew are 13 and 12. So the four of them, and they would take the nine-year-old and would just go and just hit the roller coasters, <laughs> you know, because you could. I mean, you could go. 
my niece one day, I think they did Expedition Everest one day 11 times. And I'm not even lying. You know, in the morning at Animal Kingdom, everybody still rushes to fly to passage. So obviously that gets busy very quick. You know, that was still, though, at its busiest. I never saw it over 70 minutes. And that's Disney times with the time they post on the thing. Now, when I'm in the parks, I've been a subscriber for touring to touring plans for years. I use them as my actual how long the line is deal because it's user interface and you can, and I contribute when I'm down there. I try to, they're obviously nobody's exact. Nobody can be perfect with it, but they were much closer. And we all know Disney inflates the times because they want to space everybody out evenly. So like Thunder Mountain, they never dropped the the thing on the, in front of the standby line below a half hour, but there was literally times in a day where it was a walk on. And you still had enough people in line that they wouldn't leave you on the train. But if you got off, walked around and got back on, you were walking right back down the ramp and and could almost pretty get much get back on. That's so nice. It was fantastic. Mm. Um, How hard was it to get a Rise of the Resistance boarding time? Was that easier too? So we were we got it every time we tried. Nice. Wow. So I did it. Th- we did it three times. The fourth time I didn't go because the little guy didn't want to do it again, and um, we weren't in the park that morning either because my mother-in-law was coming up from Venice for the day. So we just m- met her at Disney Springs, and we just did you know did stuff around there. We didn't even go to a park that day, so it would have been four times. So the first, our first Studios Day, we missed the morning one because we just didn't really know the deal. We did it, we tried, we didn't get it. But we did get the one o'clock one, and it was and it was for a later boarding group because we were probably just slow with our fingers. So at the one o'clock one, our boarding group wasn't until about six o'clock. So we were in the park all day. We did leave that day and go on the Skyliner, and that's when I was uh, Facebooking you guys from um, Melanie's Resort. Um, yeah, that's what we did to kill some time. Um, because honestly, there just wasn't enough to do to uh, at the studios to for those four or five hours. I mean, Olga's was booked solid. You couldn't get in there. Nobody was going to wait in line for it as as a standby. Right. Um, we had done the Falcon never got over an hour. So we had done that a couple times. Um, Slinky. uh they did rock and roller coaster once or twice, maybe, but the, you know, because they wanted to wait for their cousins, so they didn't do it too much. We did Mickey's Railway numerous times in a day. Uh, that would get busy in the morning, close to an hour. But once the morning rush was done by eleven, twelve o'clock, and the studios is funny because once people do rise and they and they um, do everything else in the park, like after one o'clock, like if people don't get that. That one, like if they miss the morning one and then they don't get the second one either, people just dip because they've done everything. So it's like the back half of the day at at studios is you're on cruise control. You can just really do whatever you want, nice. numerous times. Um, so I, I'm just gonna go like through the, like this the the logistics of stuff and then I'll get into some specifics on. So I'm not gonna go day by day, um, but I'll go into onto some of the highlights and stuff I realized and noticed. Uh, just as, you know, a fan and an observer and just, you know, kind of how I saw how things were were going over the two weeks. Um, yeah, so that was that. You know, Epcot, um, Epcot's hours were 11 to 11 every day for the whole park. There was no split between Future World opening at 9 and then World Showcase at 11. The whole park opened at 11. The whole park closed at 
11 p.m. And that was good because it gave us some mornings to relax, rest in, uh, get laundry done, do whatever the kids had to do, some schoolwork stuff. So it was nice to not um, have to rush out in the morning. Um, the And none of the parks opened super early either. I mean, it was... Kingdom was Magic Kingdom was nine every day. No, I'm sorry, eight. Studios was eight. Everything was eight. All th- all three parks were eight instead of Epcot. Um, they did. They would let you in early. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Studios was nine. Studios was nine to eight p.m. So that was probably the shorter hours. Animal Kingdom was originally supposed to close at five, but they extended it to eight those couple of days. Um, which is great, but it's still not dark enough to uh, have <laughs> Pandora be all lit up, um, you know, to its full effect. Um, so the studio's days weren't bad either. So you got to wake up early to try to get your Rise of Resistance. So, yeah, so the first day we missed it in the early one. The next two times, once we figured out a trick and a, and a, and a guy actually uh, – and this is what's great about Disney World too because everybody's trying to get the same thing. Everybody's, you could see the groups of people huddled and you can see people be like, oh, man, or you see people jumping for joy because they'd catch it. And you're in the park with like all these people in Star Wars land with everybody's on their phones. So like I'm trying, my <laughs> wife, both my kids. So, you know, and kids have faster fingers than me. I knew I never had a chance. My son got it both – every other time that we did it, my son got it like instantly, like quick. And the last day, they got a really good. They were like boarding group thirteen. They were real early, like their so their time was not too long after park opening, which was great. <laughs> um, so yeah. And was so, that your first time riding it? Uh, our first time was the one when we got it later in the afternoons. That was my first time. Yes, my parents had yeah. done it. What'd you think of it? So yeah, I was going to get into that. I mean, I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just I'm trying not to jump around, but I know I'm going to. I'm trying to make sense of all this, but it's not. It's whatever's coming to me because I didn't really take notes, and and I, the only thing I took notes on was stuff I ate at Epcot, and I left that upstairs. So now I'm just gonna have to go from memory. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Rise of the Resistance. So for those who didn't see the tweets I put out about it, uh, I'm not gonna you know use the same language on here as I try to curb <laughs> it for everybody, but keep it PG-13. They are uh, they're straight crazy for that ride. I mean it's. I my mind was blown. I didn't know what to do. It's so multi <laughs> multimedia isn't the right word, but there's so much like going on. You don't on. know where to look. Yeah, and... the first time I did it, I was like, what the hell is going on? And then like the cast members are they're into it as much as they can with the stupid masks on, so it's hard to hear them. There's a whole it's loud. It's like what the frig is like cuz I didn't read or looked anything about this ride. Didn't know the story, didn't know the point of it, didn't know what the hell was going on. My parents had been on it, like I said, but they didn't really tell us too much. And you would have thought they had never been on it because they weren't very helpful as we were moving from room to room. <laughs> so, you know, so they're making you stand on these dots with your party. And we had a party of, so when everybody's together, there was 11 of us. So it always had to be split up. And even before my brother came, there were seven of us. So you still had to be split up four and three while you're in the various areas until you actually got on the ride vehicle, then you're all in the same car for the most, for the most part, they try to keep us together. Um, but that shit was ridiculous. I mean, I, I was like the first time I was like blown away. I was like, what the hell is going on? I was like, this, this is ridiculous. There's, you know, from the BB eight thing in that briefing room and, and the Ray hologram, the whole deal. And then you go in and there's all the stormtroopers, and my wife's making fun of me. Cause I'm like, I'm like, damn, I was like, those are, I was like, is that all, you know, trying to figure out those actual, is that all 
cast members? Is that, you know, because some of them are moving, their heads are moving. My wife's like, no, they can't stand still that long. I was like, well, how do you know? Maybe they do. She was like, you're an idiot. I'm like, no. I was like, come on. Like, that could be people. <laughs> Clearly it's not. But, you know, right. I don't know. My gullible 12-year-old self wants to believe that it's all it's actors. Real. RJ, she okay. was just messing with you. It's real. That's what I thought. Thank you. So, you're welcome. <laughs> you go from there in the whole Kylo Ren room where he's, you know, trying to use the force on you. And it's it's just insane. The sound, the... Uh, the visual effects are crazy. The cast members are all into it. They're they're doing their part, and they're not just mailing it in. And it's you know, so it just must me. It must be that much more awesome when you don't have to have the masks and the physical distancing. There's probably a bit more urgency to it, and everything else. Like my mother had said, like the when you're waiting to be, um, after you go through the stormtrooper room and they have you in there waiting to go into that chamber, I guess, and, and right. the uh, first order people or dudes are messing with you. That uh-huh. I love that stuff. I love that stuff. I clam up <laughs> and I don't never. I never know what to say. Like I can be a wise ass and get involved in anything at any point, but with something <laughs> with stuff like that. So like you know, like my father was laughing or chuckling at the way because he was. There was my daughter had a. Uh, she had a Jedi shirt on or something like that. And he, so he's, you know, they're picking on, not picking on her, but they're doing their stick with her. And she's going along with it and she's doing great. You know, and he's like, you know, oh, you stand over there by yourself until your troop comes in. I can't even look at that. You know, they're, they're and, you know, so my father's laughing and, and another guy walks up and he's like, what do you, what do you find so funny? And like, you know, I, my father's, that's not his deal. Like he doesn't do that kind of thing. So he's like, I could see his instant uncomfortableness come into play. He was like, oh, nothing, nothing. You know, it was, it was just funny, you know, because um, they get into it, you know, and they're, they're you know, standing against the wall and the way they walk with their hands. And it's the whole deal. Like, and it's and I love it. I, I love that they're that into it and they don't just like walk down the hall as normal, you know, cast members like, OK, stand here, stand here. Like they're, you know, raising their voices a little bit, obviously not too much, but, you know, they're they're into their role. You know, you're being. That must de- be a fun role yeah. for a cast member, I would think. You know, you're being detained. They're, you know, they're, they're first order, uh, you know, lackeys. They're, they're not supposed to be, uh, you know, they're not dopey like stormtroopers. So, you know, and then you get into the ride, and it's like, holy crap! The, 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 uh, <laughs> the trackless system is is just straight bonkers. It's just yeah. bonkers. I mean, it. You know, the moment for me was when you go. When you go into the room with the walkers, when I when they walked into that room and I looked up and then we were underneath two eight, I I just lost my shit. I was like, oh, oh, yeah, like I was like, wow, wow, oh no, no, this isn't happening, you know. And then there's, it's insane. There's two different paths you can take, which I didn't realize till we rode it the second time. We went a different way. So when you get into that room, for those that have rid it, may know, you know, you either it does its thing where you you know it spins around. It does its it's you're trying to you know not get shot at by the stormtroopers and then you either go towards the left I believe depending on which side you're on and you go up right in front of the head of one of them which is that was the first one we went to I've never you know and it sounds horrible to say but there's no other way to say it but I was never so happy to get blasted at by a by anything <laughs> because the thing fires at you as you're going away and you see it hitting the wall it's the exact same sound as the freaking toy ATAT that I'm staring at right now that's above my computer it was phenomenal. I didn't know my jaw was on the ground the whole time. <laughs> and then the second path you take is you go to the side, and then you get to see Finn 
uh, you know, trying to get you out, you know, shooting stuff. And there's a different scene going on on the side of the inside the head of the thing you could see into it of the the pilots and everything. Dude, just crazy. And then the thing just gets more nutty from there. You're, you know, chasing out Kylo Ren catches you and, you know, they blast a hole in it. It's just it's so insane. And then that, you know, you kind of forget about the story, not the story, but you, you know, when, when they're telling you the plans, what's going on, you're going to go here, you're going to drop down these tubes. Like you kind of forget that you're going to drop down to something. Mm -hmm. So I was writing with my, so uh, yeah, so you go and you hear the thing click and then it's like, okay, this must be where you fall. Now I didn't expect that. I mean, it's not Tower of Terror, but it's like, holy crap, this, okay, we're, we're going down here. You know, it's a decent sized drop to get you to that other floor. Um, so that was cool, you know, and I, and then, so the first time I wrote, I was with my brother's family. I was sitting next to my sister-in-law and, uh, and we come up to the thing and, uh, we get to it, and the thing, like, you know, it goes into the room. You see out what's going on, and the thing does a little lock and jerk. She looks at me. She's like, oh, boy. I was like, oh, yeah, sister, it's happening. <laughs> I wish I could have captured her face because it was just so priceless. It was like sheer, even though you knew what was happening because as a logical adult, you can kind of figure out, okay, this is the part where we're supposed to go down. But just the, the look on her face was so freaking priceless and just the screams of joy. and fun, It was just – it's so – it's it's so multi-emotional. I can't even begin – like when the thing was over, I was like, what the hell did we just do? You know, the kids were like, can we go on it again? I was like, not, not today. We can't. Um, <laughs> which I think does kind of suck. That part kind of sucks. Um, yeah. I, I get it that if uh, – because they're doing the boarding group thing, you can't – if you do it in the morning, you can't get it in the evening. But uh, maybe at some point when it levels out, they may come up with a different system so you can write it multiple times during the day. Who knows? But um, yeah, they knocked it out of the park. I mean, that's just – it's just – and even though I knew everything that was going to come at me the, when I wrote it the second time and the third time, it was still just as awesome. My gr- jaw was just still on the ground after it. Well, how special is that? Because we, we've gone to the parks, all of us, so many times and we love it. But how many times can you really say your jaw was on the floor for yeah. something? You no, know, and, like and that's pretty cool. You know what it reminded me of? And I know, and Melanie can attest to this, and um, Milford, because he caught the back end of some of the Epcot stuff. It reminded me of the early. Epcot attractions where the story was so huge, the set pieces were gigantic, there was something going on everywhere, and even though you know it's coming on, what's going on, it's just there's so much to look at and see that you're never going to see everything and 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 ex- almost not that it's a different experience every time, but it kind of is. Like the story doesn't change, but you know, depending on what you're looking at at that details here or hidden stuff there or or easter eggs here, it's just it's crazy. It's just absolutely crazy hit it out of the park you know i'm glad it wasn't all just screens and movies and there's actually very little of it um mm-hmm. which is what it's i mean it's perfect that's right that's how all new attractions should be to me um so it's what, more live action there's, yeah oh, it's, there's it's very nuts, little dude. screen no it's it's all set pieces and animatronics and you know mm-hmm. the animatronics are crazy the bb-8 thing moves like it's it's seamless even mm-hmm. even even in the scene where it's the uh general beck the admiral Akbar guy. He's a full animatronic in that seat. That's not mm-hmm. a movie you're watching. Mm-hmm. And even at the end, after you crash land. And, and you're and pretty there. close. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. The Finn animatronic that's on the ground when you're depending on... I mean, the Kylo Ren dude is nuts, man. He's just as fluid movement as that uh, as the shaman. 
I mean, he's just – you would swear that's a person standing there. It's just, it's just insane how far they've come with this stuff. Um, yeah, they so, did a great job. And so while I'm on, on new stuff at the studios and all hyped up about everything, I'll uh, I'll use this to segue into Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railroad. Another home run. And that ride is 95%. No, no, it's, it's, a, it's 100% screens in all the rooms. I don't know how they do that. That projection mapping stuff is, is bonkers too. I mean, it's just, I, that ride, it's, it's so, on its face, it's so simplistic what, what you're doing, what's going on, but it, it's so much fun. I, I seriously was, same thing, smiling ear to ear the whole time. And we rode that thing probably half a dozen times over the course of the trip. You know, it was just such a fun ride. And I know not everybody's a fan of the new Mickey animation. It's not my favorite thing either, but I do, I don't hate it as much as I did when it first came out. Uh, I've learned to embrace it because that's what it is now. Um, the story's great. The It's just so silly. It's It's just... It's just fun. I can't, I can't say it any other way. It's just fun, and honestly, that's what it should be. Everything doesn't have, need to be have to get dissected down to the nuts and bolts. And I think people get carried away with that stuff, uh, especially with social media and the expectations and what's this and what's that and what it was. Yes, and the great movie ride was great. I loved it. It was a great ride. It was well past its prime. I didn't even think about it when I walked into that building that I was. This was the old great movie ride. The lobby and the queue is pretty much the same. I mean, all the props are gone, but and they have pictures up of all the different Mickey shorts um, and stuff. But that ride is just fun. Just go on it and enjoy it. It's so well done, and that trackless system <laughs> on there is crazy too, with the, how it sends you all over the place and the, the wacky adventures you get into with with Mickey and Minnie, and how it all comes back together in the end. It's just fun. Just fun. You know, I'm on there with my parents and my uncle who are all, you know, around 70 years old. And to see them having fun and laughing and loving it all over again, you know, as much as seeing my kids enjoy it too, like, that's, you know, that's all I need. You know, you you got you go from technically advanced and crazy top-of-the-line technology stuff at Rise of the Resistance. You have basically it's a modern day dark ride it just doesn't have the two dimensional set pieces like you're used to with snow white mr toad and peter pan you have it all over you all around on the ceiling the walls the floor and everywhere i mean those that projection mapping stuff is just crazy it's just so well done so i i you know i'm not even going to argue with people who don't like it or don't or think that it's you know stupid or dumbed down or whatever because you're just you're not you're not using your imagination. <laughs> you're letting, you're letting, uh, I don't even know. But anyway, so. Yeah, well, so I think they hate it just because they didn't want the great movie ride to go, right? More than hating the actual ride. That's sort of the vibe I get. Yeah, well, that's that's my deal with, with Pooh and Mr. Toad. Like, I, I just, you know, the Pooh ride, right. the, Winnie the Pooh is a good, it's a decent ride. It's a good little dark ride. I just hate it because Mr. Toad had to go. And that's just my deal. And my kids were never big Winnie the Pooh fans, so it's just useless space to me. But um, you know, so so for the studio, and they lie on the on the wait time, don't they, Jessica? Oh, of course they do. Well, <laughs> on Winnie the Pooh, that was oh. the most baffling experience <laughs> the whole day. <laughs> I I tell you what. So 
for all those attractions, so we'll go to the Magic Kingdom now because studios, that's about it. I mean, everything else kind of right. ran it, ran itself. It's the same. Is the same. We didn't have any ADRs anywhere, which I was kind of upset about. I wish I'd kind of, knowing that what the food situation was going to be at the resort and otherwhere. So the quick service, um, the only thing open at studios is the Backlot Express over by Indiana Jones. Um that that was the only quick service restaurant open, so that obviously gets busy, you know. And um, you know, tables are, it's, you know, it's every other table. They got the, the placards on everything and not chairs everywhere. So you, you got to do your thing with that. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, you know, cast members were really good. I, um, you know, the mask thing is annoying. I'm, I'm not going to lie about it. I'm, I'm not going to talk about it a lot either. It is what it is. You got to have it on. They're very observant of people who try to cheat and people who try to keep it like just on the tip of your nose, you know, they'll say very gently, I don't, you know, I didn't see any problems or, you know, I know there's been problems with people trying to get in recently and with the temperature screenings and people refusing and everything else. Dude, it's not a big deal. They got people, plenty of people lined up. You go in, take your hat off, move your hair up. If your hair's on, if you got bangs, beep, two seconds. Okay. You're good. You walk in the, the, the evolve, um, security screening things are freaking fantastic. Uh, after right. the, the only time I got pulled in to get searched was the first day because I didn't know the protocol. If you you're if you're carrying a cell phone and if you're carrying a reusable battery pack, hold them in your hand as you walk through the thing. If your thing beeps, there's there's guys on the side that can see instantly in your bag through the X ray thing, and there's a security guard right at the thing. If he sees the the that you're holding a battery pack and a cell phone, he'll give you the thumbs up because he knows that's what's setting it off and you just right. keep walking right on through. If there's something they see weird, they'll just kindly say, oh, can you just please come over here? Something we something set it off. We just want to double check. It's weird because like my mother's eyeglass case kept doing it and I don't know why, just whatever her eyeglasses were, but my wife's didn't and my glasses did not, so I don't know. So it was weird stuff like that that would set it off. You know, uh, cans, if you're carrying in, like, cans of Red Bull, Monster, you know, seltzer or whatever, those seem to set it off. Um, so, you know, I don't know what the parameters are. But, you know, the cell phones and the battery packs are the biggest things. And they tell you. They'll tell you as you're walking up, if you have these things, hold it out in front of you, away from your chest. Like, hold it out, like, straight your arm straight out so they see it as you're walking through the thing. And then they know that that's what it is. Other than that, it's flawless. You walk in, tap your magic band, there's no stupid finger thing anymore, and you're in. It's good yep. to go. Lines were long, but they always moved. Strollers, they would pull through the thing. Wheelchairs, scooters went through their own deal. Everybody else went through the other thing. So simple and so easy. Un- I hope it stays like that forever. Um, minus, obviously, the temperature screening. But uh, that wasn't even a big deal either because they had plenty of people doing it. Um so that's where the staff at the Mara went. Yeah, pretty, no, actually the um, <laughs> no, I know it's a, a private health. It's Advent Health, third party. so it's a third party thing, and they were all yes. wonderful. Everybody we right. encountered, it was you know, men and women of all different um, races, creeds, shapes, and sizes, and they were all wonderful. Just as happy Good. as as Disney cast members to see you every morning and every afternoon or whenever you came through the thing. You know, I would always, it was funny because people, it's, you know, people always do it at all the parks. And I think studios and Animal Kingdom, for some reason, their entrance plazas, because they're much bigger, 
um, and wider, so it's more spread out. It seems to always happen that those two, everybody goes to like the first two people and nobody goes all over each other right. So there'd always be like two young ladies like in, in another tent, like, you know, two tents mm-hmm. over with nobody in them, like jumping. I'm open. I'm open. So I'd always make sure I would run to them because I was like, oh, I said, nobody's coming to you. I feel bad. I said, I'm coming over here. You know, and it was the same <laughs> same thing with the turnstiles. Everybody's jamming to the same four. There's 20 turnstiles. Right. <laughs> you know? So, whatever, you know. Um, yeah, so that's that. So, studios was great, man. We had a great time there. It was, you know, every day we went. We spent a lot of time in the studios just because of the Star Wars stuff and waiting around and the kids wanting to do the roller coaster and, um, and the... Oh, that's the other thing. Do yourself a favor and go see the the frozen sing along holy crap it's good anyway and we've known that it's 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 a good oh, show right doing that now? the history yes yes that's the only one that stayed and the, and the beauty and the beast one which is i heard is horrible and we didn't even try it um because that never had a weight so that tells you right there <laughs> that's not very good the frozen oh, you need to know. the frozen one was full every show all every day um they, the historians are phenomenal. So, so phenomenal. They always were, but now with this, the jokes they have in there about virtual schooling, wearing the masks, and uh, and COVID stuff, holy crap. I mean, we were in, I was in tears. I was literally in tears. I was. I felt I was at a comedy routine. They were so, so good and so spot on with the, with the jokes and with each other, okay. obviously, but the, but the, the the virtual schooling jokes and the and the mask thing because all right so jumping ahead here so when we were there is when the policy came into place that you can take your mask off for pictures photo pass pictures if you're taking pictures of your family standing still in front of the fountains the wall whatever the hell you were doing you could take your mask off did not apply on attractions so like you were still supposed to keep them on like on all the attractions that take your picture um I didn't see anything happening like where if you took your mask off, they weren't putting the picture out or like, you know, I don't know how they would monitor that, I guess. But they were reminding you on those rides that masks do have to stay on for, you know, Splash Mountain, Haunted Mansion, Pirates, everything that has a freaking picture now, Space Mountain, you know, everything else, Buzz. Um, so, so the Frozen people, so we were there... The day we saw it was the day before they were doing it. No, it was the day of. Um, so they would constantly remind you in all their jokes. So, you know, you know, put that mask back on, you know, because then when, you, when you're singing, they would remind you, okay, let's sing along to whatever song was coming next. But, you know, and they would have some witty quip about keeping the mask up while you were singing that pertained to the song. They were so awesome. I don't know if it was all ad lib written in, whatever it was, freaking home run. <laughs> so that is well worth it until the the quarantine COVID nonsense is over and everything's back to normal. So worth going to see it just for those extra Mm -hmm. jokes that are not the same ones. Just so, so good. And it's funny because I think about it and it's like, it's the simple things like that, that for me make it more than what it is. Like, you know what the frozen show is. It's a sing along to all the songs and you know, the historians are good and they're funny and that's what makes the show, the show. But just that little bit of change is just to me is well worth the price of admission. <laughs> so that's uh, so studios is studios is good, man. It's, it can't, it's it's an all day park, all day park again, no doubt, without a doubt. Especially when everything else comes up and running, when Indy comes back online, um, 
and and everything else and all the restaurants are uh are fully functioning so that's gonna be uh it's gonna be good it's gonna be good i liked it um trying to think other parks so i will jump to animal kingdom because that's what's coming to my mind now because that was the last park we were in um i love animal kingdom i just it's a great park just to wander around in it's big it's Mm. it's got to me it has the best food options anywhere and even with not all the little carts open I still we were still able to find like great stuff to eat. Like I said, we didn't do any we did one ADR because my uh nephew wanted to eat at T Rex because he had never eaten there before, or if he did, he was very small and he didn't remember it. So he that's what he wanted to do. So we picked one uh Tuesday night. I got like a six o'clock reservation for the two of us. Um and that was the only ADR that we made. because um, honestly the other stuff that I really would have wanted to go to was closed. Ohana wasn't operating, Boma wasn't operating. You know, could have got like a Liberty Tree Tavern. You know, Coral Reef was closed. So, you know, I, I was like, ah, screw it. You know, food and wine, um, flower and gardens going on. That's all I need. So I know that they um, fired up the ovens and stuff while you were there at Boma. Yes. And um, that was the only did they say anything. No, that was the only day I saw it running. Okay. Um, a cast member friend of mine that I talk to, uh, not regularly, but often she had said, well, sometimes they do use that kitchen for the Mara. But uh, that was the only day I saw it on was that day that I sent you guys that picture. So the oven was fully fired up and there was chefs walking around in the restaurant. So I was like, oh, and then every other day after that, it was completely dark in there. Didn't smell anything. Didn't. Darn it. Yeah. I was upset about that too. And the other thing I was upset about now that we're on this topic, the people mover was supposed to start the day we got there, what April third. The world. So they pushed it back. What's going on with the people mover? They pushed it back to May. But I will say the first day we were in Magic Kingdom, it was not running at all, which was Easter Sunday. The right. next time we were in Magic Kingdom a few days later, or maybe we parked top, it was running. Um, and it would just go around with empty people just constantly. And I never saw like cast members in it or up there or anything else. The last few days when we were at Magic Kingdom, because then we were going there, like park hopping there in the evening, because then the, it was just honestly worth it because the kids could just kind of just do everything multiple times. Um, I did notice there was quite a few cast members up on the loading dock and going up and down the speed ramps. Nobody ever riding in it, but it was always running. It was always running. The last day, it was not running, and the cars were, like, spotted about the track. So I don't know what was going on with it. Um, I think they still have a May opening date, but I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with it. I don't even know what they did as far as the refurbishment. Right. Nobody knows. So I don't know if they did track replacement, magnet replacement, and they're having problems with timing or just keeping the thing running. I honestly don't know. Um Oh, that hurts my heart. So, yeah, so I was super disappointed. And everybody was because everybody loves the people mover. So we were all bummed about that. We were hoping at some point it would have come back online. But Mm. alas, it did not. Um, Dang it. Yeah. So Animal Kingdom, back to Animal Kingdom. So, yeah, food was was fantastic. So the the Yak and Yeti, uh, the restaurant is great. But the walk-up window, home freaking run. Mm -hmm. I don't know why that's – it's not like I even watch baseball, but I can't think of any other (laughs) – I can't think of any other analogy. Um, The bee's knees, the cat's ass, I don't know. Um, If I can start watching hockey, you can start watching baseball. (laughs) No. 
Uh, sorry, I don't. <laughs> I could I could start. I just won't finish it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So they had a um. So for breakfast, they had these great breakfast bowls. That was like a giant breakfast bowl of like scrambled eggs, little tiny hash browns, sausage or bacon, your choice, and like chives and some other thing and some other kind of like. I don't know what kind of it wasn't a cheese sauce. It was some other kind of animal kingdom kingdomy spicy kind of sauce thing. Flipping phenomenal. So good. Oh man, it was so good. And then the breakfast and then for lunch, you know, they, it's limit everything's limited menus. So you, it's not the full menus. Ah, so that leads me to a another great tip. So the mobile ordering is a must at most places. The Yak and Yeti window is was walk up only, no mobile ordering, which I was kind of excited about. Um, mainly because my phone is an old piece of junk and it did not cooperate 99% of the trip. So unless my wife or a child was with me, I couldn't mobile order anything because it just would not bring it up for me. My Wi-Fi doesn't work on my phone barely at all. And if it was on just the regular LTE, it just, it just wouldn't do it. It was just so obnoxious to me. Um, so... You know, I'll have to be replacing my phone, much to my dismay. <laughs> well, let's put it this way. iPhones are up to, what, 13? I still have a 6. So it's it's seen better days. The battery doesn't last for anything. It's, you know, the battery health is at like 70%. You have a it, 6? It drains instantly. Like uh-huh. If you're doing anything, it's just, you can watch the number go down. It's so terrible. I don't know how I've dealt with it for as long as I have. But anyway, that's a another topic but uh yeah so with the mobile ordering here's so with with menus you cannot go by what the menus are so like when you go into the my disney experience app if you you can go under the dining heading you can pick a restaurant you can look at the menu you cannot go by what because my wife was getting excited oh i want to try this here oh yeah, yeah that sounds good let's do that you go to mobile order not on the menu the only way to see what each restaurant that is operating has is to physically go and pretend like you're going to order. So you go to the mobile order, you pick your time slot, and then you – because you can always cancel out of it. And then it sh- will show you the actual choices mm-hmm. that you can that you can purchase and desserts, drinks, whatever it is. Drinks really weren't affected, but your entrees, your snacks, and your – if there was an appetizer or some sort of uh, side dish – Heavily, heavily cut down at every place. There was not one place that had their full menu. Not one. So that was disappointing the first couple of days till we figured it out. And we're like, okay, so we re- this is how we have to do it, you know. And most places they have the menu. If they have a menu displayed for you to look at, it is what they do offer. So that, at least that paralleled. But you can't just so, – so it's hard. So you can't use like any third-party sites like Deb's. WDW Magic, any other app that you would, if you're not using the Disney site to quickly pull up a menu, there none of them have, you know, it's hard because it probably changes day by day. Like I was said earlier, Friars Nook was open one day, and that's great. I got myself those tater tots loaded with the buffalo or whatever the hell it was, everything on it, and they were great. The next day we were there, and it was closed. It wasn't even open. I was like, wow, it's really weird. So, and, it, and that sucked because I wanted to get something else from it. <laughs> but, um... You know, Magic Kingdom had all the big ones open. Pecos Bill, which their menu was great, and it always was because, you know, when it was burgers, now it's like Tex-Mex type stuff. The tacos are phenomenal. You can get, like, the, you can get, 
Uh, there's just regular ground beef tacos, there's barbacoa, and then there's chicken. They're all great, like really, really good, really, really good um, tacos. And then there's like a chicken stir fry bowl that was popular among the my kids and the, and the wives. Really good food at Pecos Bill, so that's that's a good thing. Um, Harbor House, if you want their food, they're serving it at the Noodle Station, uh, the Tomorrowland Terrace, because the Harbor House is currently part of the queue for Peter Pan to keep that area not clogged up a mess. Um, so that's that. It doesn't help significantly. It's still a mess. Uh, you know, it's it's a mess because people just linger in that in the tangled bathroom area because it's just yeah. it's, it's just a hangout. People and the stroller parking is over there too. So it's yeah, it's nutty. Um, and you got the Haunted Mansion line, which comes out and goes all the way down the old dock for Mike Fink keelboats and then goes pretty much all... There were days where it went all the way back along that bridge almost to Thunder Mountain. Because, um, you know, social distancing, which they tried. They have the lines on the ground. I will say 85% of the people don't really adhere to it. I don't care. I'm I'm a uh, I'm very lackadaisical with all this thing. Judge me for whatever you are about that. But I I wasn't right up on the party in front of me. But I would stay behind the line. You know, my kid was like the young one. It was constant because if he were any closer to these people, he could probably smell their deodorant, what they were wearing, or you know, if one of them. <laughs> I mean to get gross here, but if somebody farted in his face, he was he was getting it because he was getting that close to these people. Like, dude, back up. Uh, and even before COVID, it was like, you don't need to be that close to people. But I, you know, I did notice behind us a lot of times people were, were right there. So, you know, some people pay attention to it. Some people don't, um, you know, it is what it is. And it, but it's funny because that, that only works when it, um, in the lines everywhere else, everybody's just walking and doing whatever it is. So like it rained one day, a perfect example. So it rained at studios one day, like it came down, winds were crazy, uh, and it just downpoured for like two hours. So there's nowhere really to hide because you can't, they won't let you pile into the buildings and there was lightning. So all the rides were shut, Muppets shut down, the roller coasters shut, nothing was running because it was lightning and everything's electric. So they wouldn't let, you know what I mean? So the tunnel by Muppets that, gets you into galaxy's edge was wall-to-wall sardine can people there was no social distancing because we were leaving we were just gotten out of the falcon and we were going to look for cover so my kids were pretty smart the two that stayed out muppets was closed so they were at the exit to muppets all the way in that back corner of the park and there was nobody under that whole big awning so we ran to over there and just waited out for a little while but getting through that tunnel, there was just like one path you had to weave through people with your hands out. And I just laughed the whole part. I was like, yeah, yeah, social distancing. People care about more, <laughs> don't want to get wet instead of worrying about, you know, six feet apart. Um, so that was pretty comical. And that that I noticed a lot of places in the in the parks, you know, food and wine. I mean, uh, flower and garden at Epcot and no social distancing at uh, flower and garden. You know, Did they scale that back at all because of the COVID stuff, or was it pretty normal in terms of their offerings? Um, there was less booths. I think they generally get in close to 20 for—they were up close to 20, I think, for Flower and Garden now, as, and compared to uh, Food and Wine, which is, I think, close to 40 now. I think there was 12, if I remember them 
saying or accounting up. So I think there was 12 booths. So there was probably a few less, but I the offerings weren't any any different. They still had, you know, two, three entrees each one, many drinks and desserts and stuff like that. No, I mean, I could have spent every day of every week in Epcot and been happy with that in Animal Kingdom and just been happy with both of that <laughs> and, and not ever set foot on an attraction. Um, yeah, so... You know, Animal Kingdom's great. It's, you know, the park is great. The food is awesome. Uh, great experiences everywhere there. I, um, you know, we did Flight of Passage once. I did it only once. Once is good for me. I mean, I like it. It's great. It's just uh, the technology. It's fun and everything. I just, I, I can't do the motion thing more than once. <coughs> Excuse me. And especially if I wanted to do Everest, which, you know, call me old-fashioned, but I, I do like that. I if I had to choose between the two, I'd rather go on Everest. And I know to some people that's probably like, what the hell's the matter with you? The technology and all that stuff is fun, but at the end of the day, I don't want to. You know, it it bugs me. You know those those big drops and everything else. It's cool. And my kid, you know, the nine year old was not too keen on it. He was, you know, he freaked him out a little bit. So you know, that's that's an easy thing. You know, I'll stay out with him, and everybody else goes. Um, I did do Navi River Journey for the first time because I did not do that last time I was down there because uh, that was pretty much a walk on five, 10 minutes, 15 minutes most of the day, maybe 25 at one in the morning when it was busy. Uh, that's phenomenal. Why does everybody not like that? I don't understand what the hatred is for that. I get it. It's not long, but that was a peaceful, beautiful. There was so much stuff to just look around at. I was like, holy crap. Why do people have to, to crap on everything? Like, I don't, I get, I, I don't know. <laughs> I think because in comparison, it's boring. And instead yeah, but... of, and, and because it also feels like at the end of the day, like they're, they missed something. There were so many opportunities to put an animatronic here or maybe an animatronic animal, but it's not. It's a screen. It's a projection of an animal. It's another projection of bugs. It's projection of this. And you get one. Awesome but one animatronic in the entire ride. Right. When it's not broke down. When when she's working. Yeah. yeah. I, guess, uh, I guess so. I think that's the hate is because it just feels like they got to the end of Pandora and they stopped. Right. A little too soon. It's not that the idea is there. I think if they added a few more animatronics and maybe like some six-legged animatronic critters, it would be really cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They can... There, there's still an opportunity to make that ride what I think it probably should have been. Right. Because the space is there. They can add the animatronics. Right, right. But right yeah, now, no, it's true. a lot of projection and yeah, one animatronic. Well, I mean... I, I think that's the hate. It's not the, the, the theming or the, the right. beauty. I mean, it's a beautiful oh, it's ride. it's freaking gorgeous. It so, is lovely. It's funny, though, because with, with that said, the entirety of Flight of Passage is looking at a screen. There's not an animatronic to be found other than the thing you're sitting on. So, I, I mean, That's I get what you're... That's the point of that ride, yeah. I, I, I get... I get, I understand that. I do. I guess I just... With and stuff if you're like, like that... used to... It's a small world or Pirates of the Caribbean where there are literally hundreds of animatronics right. around you. Well, no, I know. Then you get this brand new, wonderful... Right. E-ticket ride with one animatronic. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> that you know I, I i think it's not that the use of screen technology much like mickey's railway train thing yeah. i don't i think the use of it is very good because sometimes you're looking really closely and going is that real or is that not right but the the use of the projections is very good on it it's yeah. just 
lacking yeah. something. It needs right. a little oomph. Like I said, I think some of the animals that Pandora has, if you've watched the movie, they've got some great animals. And you're like, what a missed opportunity to put some of those in animatronic form in mm. the ride experience. I got you. Yeah, see, I know nothing of what I was looking at because I've never seen right. one second of the movie. So it was all new to me. Worth and- the watch. And I just had no, I had no idea what I was looking at. It was just me and and the and the little guy that went on it. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, no, I, I get it. I get it. Believe me, I, I understand that part of it. I just, I just, I think I just simplified a little more, and I look at it for, and I guess it still falls in the same category. Just entertainment wise or enjoyment wise, like I just enjoyed sitting there and just looking around at all the stuff. And yeah, there's screens in the back. There's those. They're the Navi are walking or whatever, and yeah, and those those branches. There's like those little six legged things bouncing around and whatever. And I couldn't tell if those were models or projections. And I kind of came to the conclusion they're probably projections, even though you see the leaf move, you can hear the thud of the thing moving around. But you know they can do stuff like that fairly simply now. But anyway, so that you know, so that was that's a cool ride. The um. So the the other thing I was I want to mention about Animal Kingdom is so they had that they had a bird show um and they've always had a bird show of some sorts since in in the theater I'm talking about not when they released the the macaws in the uh in the morning and various times during the day for the flight little flight that they do um the one that I always remember the most was it was called Flights of Wonder and that was where you had it it was you had the little shtick with uh, the tour guide uh, Guano Joe and him getting lost and being scared of birds and they did the whole thing and they would bring out the different birds and they would fly over the arms and they would do the tricks and I loved that show I thought it was phenomenal I thought it was really really good um, and then they went and they put that abomination that it was where they tried to add the stupid up characters to it which I did not see my family had seen it because that was the year I missed the trip. And they said it was horrible, and so did everybody else. So I think that quickly shuttered. So now I don't know what when this current version opened back up, um, and I forget what the name of it is. Um, Winged Encounters, I think. Well worth the price of admission. That show was insane. Hmm. It was so freaking good. The best way I can describe this show is it is what I would describe and grew up loving as edutainment. So you, there's there's two cast members on stage who are clearly trainers of the birds and everything else. Uh, and it's obviously a stage show, you know, the, the jokes and this, that, and the other thing. So it, it's like the boss and his apprentice uh, type deal. Um, the, the younger kid is plays it off as he's he's learning and up and coming and, and the other guy is, is who's in charge and, you know, Yada, 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 because they do some, you know, there's a lot of back and forth stuff as well as with the show. But the show is phenomenal. The way what they do with the birds and how they've, you know, it's a new show. So it's not the same old tricks that they did. Some of them is. And and some of the same birds have been there for a very long time. But I laughed. I had tears in my eyes because it was touching at some points. It was you learned stuff. But you didn't really think like you were just sitting there learning stuff because they weren't just spitting facts at you because it was done in a fun way. It reminded me of, you know, old Epcot rides <laughs> of the Living Seas where it was phenomenal to go and see. And it was cool. It was they were teaching you stuff, but there was this great show involved in it. 
that's what this thing was. A hundred percent worth sitting down and seeing. I I can't say it enough. The best part of this probably of the show is, and you know you're dealing with live animals, so it's unpredictable. You don't. I mean, they're trained. Yes, they go to the snacks. They want to do this. They fly through this. They fly through people in the audience. They, you know, they throw stuff in the air. They go and catch it. They bring it to you. Whatever they're doing, and they do their little shtick. Um, but you never know. There's just they just may not cooperate. So at one point during the show, and I can't remember the whole order or the whole shtick of it. The they have a uh, bird out there that's that the uh, that the apprentice kid has trained to untie his boss's shoes, and then when he would go and tie when he'd bend down to tie the shoe, he would pull on his like you know the microphone pack that they uh, that they keep on them for their wireless mics that are in their ears. So he pulled the bird pulled the cord completely out, so like the mic couldn't hear it. I'm pretty sure it was part of the show, but it's the the stunned look on both their faces made me to seem that maybe he wasn't supposed to do that at that time. Whatever it was, it happened. So the dude disappears beyond stage to get a new mic, which leaves the kid out there by himself. And of course, he's like freezes up. He doesn't know what to do because he's never had to do the show by himself. And yada yada yada. So he has a uh, a trainer come out with two African gray parrots um, who talk to each other. Now, we all know how much training... So she comes out and explains that these parrots were once in a home and they've had extensive training, so don't run out and buy a parrot because they're not just going to learn how to talk immediately. They're loud. They screech. They require a lot of care. They live to 50 years old. These two parrots proceeded to, you know, do mimicking stuff with her and with each other, and then they sung songs. Now, I've never heard a parrot sing a song before. This was ridiculous. One parrot sung Old MacDonald, and like legit Old MacDonald, like with knock knock, you know, a moo moo here, just that there. I forget which animal <laughs> it did. And then the other parrot sung You Are My Sunshine. So while the Aww. while the one parrot would sing, now that was my favorite song to sing to my kids. So that brought tears to my eyes because that's what I would sing them before they would go to bed at night. Uh, so that Aww, was so sweet. that was great. So that that got me. I was like, all right, you got me there, parrot. Um, so, but it was funny because while the one was trying to sing, you are my sunshine. And I believe the birds were, were sisters or brother and sister too. The other one would sing over it and try to keep singing old McDonald. So the trainer was laughing. She's like, and she's trying to give them their commands and, and calm them down to, but they just like, didn't want to play. They, it was still great. Like she wasn't getting like, you know, she let them do what they were doing because it was natural. But and then eventually they came to and they sung separate, and then they sung something together. I forgot what it was. It was phenomenal. And there was other things like these birds can speak like full sentences. Like they knew each other's names. Like they're it was Gabby and whatever. So when she asked the bird's name, she, and the bird would say Gabriella, and like clear. I mean, just crazy, crazy. So that was. I mean, the whole show was phenomenal. But that little part in the that little thing there with the parrots was just it blew me away. You know, everybody was like jaws raw. It's like you know, silence and like when she was done, I think everybody stood up for like a round of applause, and the show wasn't even over yet. Um, so anyway, well, going on and on about birds. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so good. It was so good. I geek out about this stuff. It was so freaking good because it just reminded me of the way entertainment used to be in the parks. It was just, it was different. It was, it wasn't just IP late. There was no IPs involved in this, and that was the freaking best part of it. It was just an original show, Disney Imagineered show, and it was f- freaking awesome. So I was so glad about that. Um, 
and that's it. You know, safaris were great. We had a couple of great safaris. Uh, saw the lions one time and not the other time, but great. I mean, the animals were all over the place. The rhinos were being a pain in the ass on the roadways, and the giraffes <laughs> were going by the, you know, walking right alongside the thing. Saw all the cheetahs, which I've never seen. There's five cheetahs. Never seen any of them. They're all walking around. It's great. What do you What do you think about the goats edition towards the end? I'm not a goat person, but it's cute. It's better than <laughs> it's better than nothing. It's yeah. better than nothing because that was a whole lot of blank. And it was funny because you now my wife was. They make fun of me because. So on the last safari we did, I was in the front row. My sister in law was next to me and my son. And uh, so we're getting to that point. And like I said, the rhinos were were being a big pain up on the road. They were just kept blocking the trucks and everything else. So when we had gotten, when we were waiting to go through the elephant, to go through the elephant area to, to come around to where the white rhinos kind of usually are, um, it was just, there was a, just a long holding pattern. So she was the, the tour guide and she was a young girl and, uh, she was asking, just asking questions. Cause then, you know, she was, talking facts about the animals and she was saying something about you know when this ride first started that used to be there was like an you know an on-stage show where they did with um the warden you know with with poachers and stuff and she said does anybody remember the name and i was like oh yeah little red and then i was like yeah and these guys they used to play that that great little tune on the radio that you know wilson would search for a thing and you know my wife's i could see her even though she was behind me i could feel her rolling her eyes because she hates, not that she hates when I do that stuff, but I get carried away because I know these things. And, you know, and the girl's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, this, that, and the other thing. And my sister-in-law's like moving away from me. <laughs> so I get off the ride and my wife's like, and she'll mimic me and make fun of me. But, you know, she knows this is my geek thing. It's all I have. <laughs> Let me geek out about it. <laughs> but, um, you know, so that was fun. That was really fun. I'm um, trying to think of what else, you know. Epcot, I mean, you know, I love Epcot, even in its current state. I mean, there's walls everywhere. There's there's stuff going on. Um, you know, it's, it's the – but I tell you, that entrance plaza is just breathtaking. It's gorgeous. It's flipping. When I saw, you know, first time me seeing that fountain live and, and spaceship, it just bring, brought me right back to when I was eight years old. You know, I know it's not the exact same fountain, but it, those spires are pretty much the exact same – three spires just the fountain was blue in color instead of the natural color it is now um it looks beautiful from it's the gorgeous pictures i've seen it's freaking gorgeous i mean i took pictures of that and at night it's even more gorgeous with oh, the, with it yes. lit up with the purple pink color oh my god just breathtaking i could just stand there and stare at it all day long um you know the music is, the background music is what it is i i i will say this I am glad it is only in that entrance promenade area. Once you get under Spaceship Earth, it's actually back to the um, it's the other it's the old loop that used to the 2006 loop that used to play in there with like the Soren with with the parts of of all the rides in it. So that I was really glad to hear. So that epic like um, airy type of it's it's very similar to the Soren cue music. If any other audiophiles are out there that listen to it and have all these tracks on their computer like I do and listen to them every day because I'm insane. Um, it's very uh, airy and majestic is the best way I can um, describe it. It's nice. It's, it's you know, not my favorite thing to hear when you – but it fits kind of the area that it is. I'm just glad it's not through the whole of Future World. It's literally just from the, from the turnstiles 
up until Spaceship Earth, and after that it goes back to the the loop that was playing there. Um, and I was happy to hear in some areas of Future World they did have the old Interventions Plaza loop playing uh, over by Test Track. They had that going kind of in between the land and Journey into Imagination. A couple speakers had it going before it transitioned to their own, because the land has its own music, Nemo has its own the Seas has its own area music, as does Imagination is the only one that plays the original music from when the park opened over there. Especially if you walk around by those bathrooms all the way in the back. That's the original 1982 Journey into Imagination <laughs> outdoor background loop. Um, and you're welcome for that useless information. <laughs> uh, you know, and it's it's Flower and Garden. I like Flower and Garden. Um, it, they didn't have as many as the playgrounds as they did, I, if I remember uh, obviously, like I said before, they didn't have as many boots, but what they had there were great. I loved everything I tried. Um, I could probably do a whole episode on that. So maybe I'll do a mini mm-hmm. episode on the foods and stuff because, um, I can go on for another half hour just about that. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else big time in Epcot. Uh, not really. I mean, you saw a lot of behind the scenes stuff depending on where you walked because the way they send you especially if you go to the left um, towards Innovation East where um, Test Track and the Guardians Coaster is going to be. You actually walk alongside and almost behind the old energy building so you can see all the colors and new stuff there and the whole, how huge the show building is. Um, and we got to see back behind Soren because at one point the line did get long and they opened up like a side door and you looped out like through like the back stage area, which there's not much to hmm. see. You can see all the sides of the buildings, which are just, you know, unevent, un, uh, uninteresting. <laughs> They're just like a powder <laughs> blue. Um, but, you know, you're in the parking lot outside. So you're like, ooh, you know, restricted area. <laughs> um, and that's it. I mean, we use the Disney Play app quite a bit in some of the lines, especially in the Soren line. It's fun. The, uh, the trivia game is pretty good because you can, like, team up with a bunch of your family members and go against other people. So that, that keeps the time going. Uh, it's always fun to see Patrick in the pre-show. Um, I feel yes. like I feel like every time I'm there, I I screenshot it or put a clip of it, and then I put it on social media and I tag him in it. And uh, I'm sure you and guys you feel like a also. Celebrity I, I feel a like a celebrity for a day because then he likes <laughs> it, and then I screenshot that and I get all dopey and geeky about. It. I'm like, oh, this is my only celebrity likes my tweet. <laughs> I would do the same. Like a dork. Um, but whatever, it, it, it keeps me happy. <laughs> I don't have much. <laughs> it probably keeps him happy too. It probably does because I'm sure he enjoys that he's, you know, still known for that. You know, I know he has many other roles and people know him from the Simpsons or family guy or one of those shows. I don't watch either one of them, so I don't know him from those roles. Um, Kronk. Well, and Kronk. Yes. But I'm saying non Disney stuff. <laughs> um, the most important role well, ever. A hundred percent. I cannot agree. Uh, Agree with you more. I'm trying to think what else. Um, oh, queues. So all these interactive queues are all shut down everywhere. Um, so it makes uh, – that's what makes the lines go by. So the weirdest one is the Haunted Mansion. So you walk in. The stretching room is completely stretched up. Mm-hmm. When you walk into the room, the main room where the, where the fireplace is, where that one painting would slowly you know, decompose to the skeleton guy – you hear the ghost host, he comes in, he says, welcome foolish mortals to the haunted mansion. 
and then he goes right into now look alive, keep up with your party as you walk through the stretching room and onto the doom buggy. So that was a little that was sad because that's I do love that. Even though people, yeah, were... I wonder what on earth Disneyland's going to do because their stretching room is an actual elevator that moves you to a different floor, so they can't keep it stretched out. Maybe they're just going to move it up and not do the whole shtick. I don't know. Yeah, logistics, they're going to have to figure that stuff out because there was other... Maybe have the dots or something. Yeah, yeah maybe have maybe. dots. But I tell you, and that's and honestly, as, as much... That's what kept all the lines going, you know? Mm-hmm. So all the interactive stuff in every... So you didn't even go through the graveyard. It, they just brought you straight in through the regular standby line, and that's it. Um, and then right onto the ride. I'm trying to think of what other ones have significance... Um, Ariel, you know, the line kept moving, so you didn't have a chance to do the little game with the crabs, but those were on. Um, everything in Mine Train is shut down. All the, you know, the games, you, you could still spin the barrels, but it doesn't do anything. Hmm. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Peter Pan, like you saw Tinker About ba- Space Mountain. Space Mountain, everything's off. Well, the, they hmm. took everything out. Like there's the, 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 t- the boards where you would, I don't, I'm trying to remember what they Touch even the were. Gyms and things. Yeah, no, they were everything was shut down. They were just computer screens with like random space facts on them, like made up stuff and planets and things like that. But but even all the controls that were on the railings were all gone. So I don't what know. About if, test track. Test track. Can you you walk car? right. You walk right. Th- no, all the screens mm. are off. Nah, they couldn't do that. Yeah, no. But, but that's what made that that ride was other, after the morning rush. That was twenty minutes, twenty five minutes. Walk on. So wow. yeah, all the screens are off. They you you just walk right through that room. You walk right through. Is Spaceship Earth still closed? No, Spaceship Earth never closed. They didn't. They didn't oh, close it. They didn't do the refurb. Oh, they never yet. did it. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. think they're going to touch yeah. that till everything else is till the rest of the stuff is done. Till at least I Guardians see. is open. Maybe some of Future World. They. At the end of the summer, there's some stuff supposed to open up. I know that new store that they announced that whatever the hell it's called, uh, I forget the name of it. That new open mouse air gears. store, the new mouse gear. Yep, uh, Club Cool is supposed to be reopened, and I believe the Starbucks location. I think those three are supposed to be open by end of summer. Because um, I know one side Did you is say open air store. Yeah, because it's it's. Um, if I read the thing about it right, it's like. It's supposed to feel like you're outside, like natural hmm. light and stuff. It's I don't know if the windows. But it's inside. It it is inside, yes. But I believe the way it's supposed to make you feel is like you're oh. you're still outside. The way the windows are that. and stuff. Yeah, the the artist. I have to go back and, and look. Stuff. Yeah, okay. yeah. That I think that was the deal with that. I forget what it was called, but whatever. It's it's a merchandise shop. It doesn't really do much. It's for me. supposed to be kind of like Tokyo Disney Sea. How it's got its kind of like roof over everything yes i believe you are correct okay i gotcha thank you yeah so that's so that's that um i'm trying to think of what else for epcot do 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 we did the frozen ride once one morning just because we were there early and you know whatever it's there it's fun uh um, how are the barges looking on the lagoon you know what? It didn't really bother me. I mean, they were there. I think once they were testing the water one day for a little bit, but not all of them. Yeah, I mean, they are obnoxious because they're just huge and they're there. I didn't because of the way the park is you 
you could come through the middle again across the promenade, but you, by the time you got all the way around, like I kind of forgot about like I never really stood there and looked across at the American Pavilion and was like, oh, my God, this is a view I need to have. So <laughs> I get it, but it didn't really bother me. And I feel like once they're spouting water or whatever they do during the day, then it is what it is. I'm more disappointed on what the show is probably going to be than them things sitting there all day long because I don't want I don't need fantastic. Fantasmic 2.0 and Disney classic songs sung by crappy pop star artists. Mm. That's my take on it. I don't care for any of those artists that I think are involved in it. So I just I'm pro- I'm judging way before it, but I don't have high hopes that I'm going to enjoy it. I'm sure everybody else will because could they, be worse. They could use the music from Baseline Tap House. Actually, that's <gasps> not that's not even there anymore. So that's another thing. I'm going on forever here. What? So, I like the baseline the, music. You oh take God, that back. It, no, that music was terrible. Horrible, Wonderful. horrible awesome. rendition, horrible California rendition. Sorry, Jessica, no offense to you, but they were just, it was like, <laughs> it was like some yuppie California it's artist. It's Bossa Nova of a lot of famous songs. I yeah. wouldn't, I wouldn't mind if they were instrumental. I couldn't stand the, I couldn't stand the, the vocalist. It's a style. It's a Bossa Nova style. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's go back. You just said so, it's not there anymore. No, the studio's music is weird. So the main, I think Sunset Boulevard, or the main drag there, Hollywood Boulevard, Sunset Boulevard, I believe had like that, the ja- the newer one they did, which is like the jazzier standard uh, t- style of, of the Disney songs. That was still there. But once you got past the Chinese theater, especially towards the left, like towards Muppets and that whole area, the whole Muppet area... And the baseline area, everything leading into Star Wars then had same music going, and it was very. First of all, they had it cranked way too loud, and it was just very repetitious and not Disney at all. Like there was no Disney anything. It was just, I, I can't even explain it. It must be out there somewhere, but it, nothing was themed to each land, and because that baseline music you were usually you were able to hear even in and around baseline you didn't have to be in it right. all together. So I don't know if on the patio because I didn't go in it at all this time just because I just didn't have the opportunity. So I don't know if in the place and on the patio they had what used to be playing but it didn't seem like it cuz this other stuff was cranking it was loud. And then like over in Pixar area they just whatever the Pixar music was but it the the music there was weird. Even the even in the Magic Kingdom, um, there's new music playing in Adventureland too, and it's strange. It's not very Adventurelandish, not as much as what it used to be. Much more. They didn't change the Main Street music. Main Street's the same loop as it's been from when they changed it. I think in 2015 or something like that. Yeah. It's the same songs, just updated. You know, updated, yeah. uh, updated band instead of the uh, ragtime orchestra they used to have. No, that's still the same. Tomorrowland was still the same. Fantasy, everything else was still the same. Um, <laughs> it was just Adventureland, I noticed, was different. a different loop. wasn't anything like what yeah. used to be there. Um, it was just, you know, that was kind of weird, but whatever. Um, oh, fell in love with the uh, coconut Dole Whips that they now offer at uh, Aloha Isle. So you can get, you know, a regular Dole Whip, a swirl, or a coconut one, or a coconut pineapple swirl, which is highly recommended. And I'm trying to think of what else that was either something I haven't done before, something new, something different. 
Do you buy any cool Tower merch? The... Yeah. Um, I did not. I believe I got a couple of shirts at the Polynesian. Uh, yeah, I got a T-shirt and I got another button down, you know, print all over. That was just the uh, Polynesian logo guy just kind of all over the place. Um, there was a few others I probably would have gotten, but I was like, yeah, I'm good. I don't need to buy a million different things. Um, trying to think of what else. How were the, um, buses from Animal Kingdom Lodge to the parks? Terrible, as always. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> the only one that came on a regular basis was the one to Animal Kingdom, because it's literally an eight-minute drive. Um, right. I, actually, I'm, I'm over-exaggerating. It was annoying, because I felt like every time we walked to the bus stop, we had just missed the bus. So then you're waiting the full cycle. Um, oh. the one that was the worst and we ended up taking a, um, Uber was to Disney Springs and come to find out when I went back to the front desk. Um, and I think, I think a lot of stuff is not communicated well between departments is what it seemed like to me. It was like being at work. Um, the, so the Disney Springs deal is, and this probably holds true for all the resorts, Disney Springs opens at 10 in the morning. They do not start running the buses for Disney Springs until 10 o'clock, which means you the bus may not get to your resort until quarter after or 10.30. They're not queued up and ready at a half hour before like all the parks. Right. So there's nothing to do until it's open. There's No, but you would figure if the bus is there at 9.30, Disney Springs is far away from Animal Kingdom. You're getting there, right. and yes, you can wander around for 10 minutes until this place starts opening up, but I get it. They just yeah. don't want people doing that. Maybe that'll change when restrictions are lifted. I don't know, but that's the deal with that. And then as well as for the parks, which I learned, and I don't know that this is a consistent thing either. So Animal Kingdom opened, and I found this out at Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom opens at 8 o'clock for everybody. But it seemed like to my, it seemed like they were letting resort guests in and onto rides a half hour to an hour earlier. And the reason I f- f- figured this out or seemed this to be true is by using that user interface app, like the Touring Plans app. When I went and checked, like the we rode Flight of Passage early the first thing that morning, so we were there a little before eight. Um, you know, so we're you know, whatever, in line, probably 10 after 8, quarter after 8. When I checked the um, wait times, like, you know, when I went to time my wait to submit it into the app, there was already user-submitted times from about an hour prior. The first person that morning to submit a time was at, like, 7.20 in the morning and was, like, a five-minute time, which was a walk-on. So I was like, I wonder, they must have let people in early. From what I'm hearing, they are. So, but they don't have it posted anywhere. So in May, when you guys are there, if you want to get an early jump on some of this stuff, I only holds true for resort guests. So like my uncle drives down there. So he, in driving to the studios in the morning, opens at nine. They wouldn't, they weren't letting cars in the parking lot until 8.15. So Mm -hmm. he showed up thinking as a resort guest, he was going to be able to get in there, but you have to take Disney transportation. Resort transportation. So you would have had to have to come in Skyliner. That's what it was because he didn't check into his resort yet. He came straight to the park, and that was the day he met us was in studios because then from Art of Animation, he took the Skyliner gotcha. the other day, and then okay. he was able to get in there you know, early. And it's at, and it, I think it's at each park's discretion because I don't think it was the same every other day because we showed up earlier one of the days, I think, to Epcot, 
and we were at the turnstiles by 10, and the park opens at 11. And they did let us in. They let us in about quarter after, and by the time we got to the attractions, there was already people, like, so people coming in from the Skyliner and from the Gateway. My father was like, oh, why is there so... I was like, Dad, listen to me. I said, you got to think of it this way. Prior to the Skyliner, you had three resorts coming in through the back gate, Yacht Beach, Boardwalk. Now you have seven resorts coming in through the back. You got Yacht Beach, Boardwalk, Art of Animation, Pop Century, Riviera, and Caribbean Beach. That's a crap ton, a lot more people, especially from those. It is. Especially from art and pop. That's a lot of people coming in. And those Skylanders push a lot of people because those things move. So you had that many more people getting in the park earlier, especially to Frozen, and then getting over towards to Soren because that's closer on that end. It makes mm-hmm. a big difference, and this is parks at thirty five percent. I, you know, I loved it. Parks at thirty five percent. I'll take this over fast passes and full capacity any day of the week, a hundred percent. Right. I just, it just, it flows. The parks just flow better. The attractions move better. Nothing got backed up because you weren't having to allow other people in this, that, the other thing. You, you know, the fast pass lines were being used for that. Uh, for the disability access and for rider swap. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I don't know. So all in all, because now we're going on an hour and a half, <laughs> all in all, it was a fantastic trip. I had a really great time. I was glad I was there with all my family. I did not to get to see any of my local friends that were in and out and here and there and everywhere, um, which I was sad about. But I know you. it's hard to do everything. I just figured being there for two weeks, I would be able to either get away or meet some people for a drink or to say hi or whatever. But just logistically, because um, the logistics screwed it up with that. The buses just aren't super reliable. They they come when they come. You know, they're they're there every 20 to 25 minutes. But it um, with the social distancing and the, the way they have to load them on the bus with the, with the sections – and being a big party of people, it's it's hard. Like so, literally, if we got on and nobody else was on the bus, we would just the whole back half of the bus was ours. Um, you know, and and if a scooter or, or a wheelchair got on, that just threw the whole thing off. And literally, because nobody can stand, um, you know, because people just can't be on top of each other. Um, I feel like that may go away soon because that that was. That was strenuous at the end of the days and at the beginning of the days because you, I mean, I, I don't know. Like I said at the beginning, none of it bothers me. I don't care if somebody's standing next to me or not. You know, don't sneeze on me and wipe your boogers on me and I'm good. You know, stuff you learned when you were three. So, you know, I, I don't know when that's ever going to let up. And and if you get a bus driver who can't think quick on their feet with, because they have a little map of the, of you know, so the ones that, <laughs> it's funny. So you guys will see when you get down there. So, and Adrian, if it was like this when you went, I'm not sure. I'm assuming it's been the same system since you got on. You know, there's like, I think there's 11 sections in the bus. And depending on how many people you are, they send you to a certain number and that's where you sit. So well, some, I got to play, didn't they? We haven't ridden the buses because we always drive. <laughs> oh, because you drive. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. No, that we usually do too. So it was, it was yeah. you know, and the monorail is only working, you know, on the resort loop and the express. So the Epcot mm-hmm. loop isn't running. Um, so if you had a bus driver who had to like take a second look at the map and think about how he was going to place people on there, literally it would take 10 minutes to load a bus. And, and you're just talking about people sitting, nobody's standing. You're not jamming everybody in there. It just, it really just was a slow process. But if you had, there were some bus drivers that 
bing, bang, boom. They knew where to put you, how to get you, and how to get everybody, how to get the most people on with the parties that, with the number they were given. And they were just really good at it. It's like a game of perfection. You know, where you got to fit it. Tetris, I mean, is, is a good thing. So, you know, like anything else, you just, patience, you got to be patient with the stuff like that. Same thing with the mobile ordering. You know, there was multiple times where my order would not, the screen wouldn't turn purple and it wouldn't tell me that it was ready yet or it would glitch mm-hmm. out and I couldn't get it back in. I'd be like, crap. At least I figured I would learn, I would re- try to remember the number, the, my order number, and I would just go to the cast member of the thing and say, listen, this was, I put this in, it was at this screen, and now it went backwards and it wants me to s- hit the button again to resubmit it. I said, but I already did it. They ask you your name, they can bring it up on the queue, and they can say, no, it's still being prepared, or yes, it is ready. Go pick it up at this number. They get it. They know. Some of them are annoyed that that it's the only system. You know, you you know you, you know. I had a couple cast members say like, yeah, you know, I know it sucks, and you know the 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 system gets overloaded and it sucks. But you know this, they they want to keep it at this for a while. So I sense there's a general frustration with some of that stuff because of the technical issues, but, mm. and again, that's mm-hmm. with parks at 35%. I couldn't imagine if they tried to keep it that way at 50, 75, whatever they stage it up to, if they even do that. So, um, you know, but it is what it is. It's a, it's, I'm, <laughs> I will end it all by saying I am super happy. I could have went, I would go, I will go again as many times during all of this until everything returns to normal because it's only going to keep getting better from here. The no mask and the picture thing was key. So much better. We took so many more photo pictures and pictures in general once they lifted that. So I was so very, very glad about that. Very glad. They do have... Each park has a section that they call a relaxation station, mm-hmm. which you can go into. You could take your... I, I didn't go into anyone, but I'm assuming it's you can go in there and it's everything spread out enough where you can take your mask off for a few minutes and just relax and chill if you're not eating and and stuff like that. Um, you know, they're on you for it. They're on you for it. If you're in line and you're chomping on popcorn or something like that, they're going to tell you you're not supposed to eat in line. Please put your mask back up. Um, you know, I uh, – the masks that I have, they they if I talk too much, it would slip down over, <laughs> below the tip of my nose. So I, you know, my wife was embarrassed by me, as she said, because I was I got told multiple times to make sure it was over my nose, and it was not on purpose. I was not doing it on purpose. It's just the way the masks that I had, they just kept falling, and I couldn't put it any tighter because then it was going to pull the ears off of my head. <laughs> my son's did the same thing. He doesn't stop talking and it slipped down constantly yeah. and so, he got called out for it. Yeah. So, and we all did at one point and it is, yeah. and it, nobody, I never got yelled at, never got, you know, felt like I was no. being talked down to. It was just a friendly reminder. Just, you know, sir, can you mask just over please, your nose, please? please? Yeah, just mask over your nose, please. That's all. I had, the only time I had a guy stop and lecture me on it was in Epcot one night. I had, we were walking. It was late. Park was getting ready to close. It was like 10 o'clock or 1030. My wife and I and my oldest, we'd went back in just to, to eat some stuff and wander around, and and it was late. And I was just – I'd either forgotten to put it back up because I was walking and having a having a drink or a beer or whatever, and just – it was, like, totally off, just below my chin. And and, a, <laughs> and it was – and it wasn't a regular cast member. It was, like, you know, the, the, the manager guy, cast members that carry the little satchel things and everything. And he was like, sir – you know, you're not supposed to, and like made sure, like I, like he had, he said the whole spiel to me about, 
heating, stationary, kind of you know, the whole thing. And he was not he was nice about it, but he was very direct. My wife was like, You are ridiculous. The sixteen year old just walked away. I was like, You're friggin' embarrassing. I'm like I'm like, you people have been coming here and you live with me. How is this embarrassing? I'm far worse with this in other places. <laughs> but anyway, so that was that. Um so that's it. That's I mean that's all I have to say. <laughs> I think. I think. Um, I'm so happy you got to go. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I'm excited. So we're already trying to figure out another time to go, maybe uh, October or January or something like that. Um, a friend of my wife's from that lives in Utah is coming out in October to go to Disney World for a little while, I think, in like the, the second or third week, which I know it's going to be bonkers, ridiculous, and I probably won't even find a room. So um, possibly... Uh, be able to do that i don't know i did renew my annual pass while i was down there even though i was a little bit past the the uh renewal period but the cast member was very extremely awesome to me and uh did it for me and got it at the dvc rate and the discounted rate and the whole shebang so i was super stoked so how far were you out of renewal four days oh four days so, so if I went in there and said I was a year out, they probably wouldn't. Oh no, no, no! That's a little. That's a little too far. I honestly didn't know my. I honestly didn't know my date because I had gotten it for when I went with my friend last uh, two years ago, whatever it was. So I didn't honest because I never just went and looked. And I know they were they were telling you how much whatever time the park was were closed is what they added on. So I guess mine was up at the end of February, and. Uh, so with the grace period, which is a 30-day grace period, I had until the end of March. Our first day was April 4th in the parks, Easter Sunday. So that's when I went. I went right to town hall in the park. Um, plus, we had magic band issues, so I had to do it twofold. And so the girl looked it up, and she was like, no. Nope. She said, you know, it's it's been happening, you know. with So she's like, it's not a problem. She's like, she said, I would get – and she was funny. She was like, I. she said, you can't do it. She said, I recommend you – Take care of it before your trip is over. I said, no, I want to take care of it now. She was like, oh, re-. She's like, oh yeah, we could do that now. Too. I was like, no, no, here's the card. Do it now before something changes. <laughs> um, so that was good. Um, so I was super excited about that. Uh, you know, to some people, it's not a big, and, you know, because the discount's great now. It's it's 20%. So, you know, on merchandise and some food stuff. Yeah. Um, that's it. Yeah, I, I'll do another episode. I'll do a mini-sode on the, uh, on the food because we ate down at uh, Disney Springs a couple times, and I could freaking go on for an hour about that stuff. Um, <laughs> polite Pig and Homecoming. It's just, oh, my God. There's, there's Homecoming. Just, oh, oh, Adrian. You can't. I can't either. <laughs> I can't, but I did. I did more than I should have. <laughs> and the waitress we had was from Connecticut, which was really funny. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, so anyway, all right, I'm going to wrap it up because this has been far too long to only have heard my voice. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's that. That's my two week trip in a, in a nutshell. Uh, it's something I would definitely do again. I didn't feel like, yeah. it, I did not feel like it was too long. I still feel like we didn't do everything and literally even though in with stuff closed down and no live shows, I still feel like there's something I didn't go on. People over, I'm talking to you. Uh, um, <laughs> but <laughs> I just, you know, it was, I loved every minute of it. I felt like, 
like the last day when we were finally really all right, you know, we got to go home, you know, tomorrow or whatever. Um, I was like, yeah, I could do this every day. I could live 20 minutes away and do this every day and not get sick of it. Right. I could sit because I'm at that point, and we've talked about it on this show numerous times. I've at the point in my life, I'll be 45 this year. I've been going to Disney World for 40 years. Mm-hmm. I'm at the point now where I can walk through those gates and I do not have to do a single thing but just be there. Mm-hmm. And I am a thousand percent okay with that because. You'd, it's you know with with the restrictions it was hard to just have conversations with people i found on the bus was the most times you would have conversations with other people because you were sitting apart and stuff like that and uh, you know but in the parks in line you did at some point you know if you were close enough and you, you know there definitely were intermingling conversations and that's always the the greatest you know, good part of the of going there too you know people of all like minds and 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 this, things like that so not as much as I, you know, normally remember, you know, because it's just hard. And plus, you know, you can't really go sit in the bars and the places like that where you would, you know, tend to interact in that kind of setting, in a social setting like that. So that was that was different, but uh, still good, though. I really, you know, other than the, than the stupid little, you know, logistical complaints that there are, all in all, uh, you know, A-plus trip, without a doubt. So, all right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I hope any, you know, if any of you are going after we hear this and, and any of these tips or stuff have helped you out, then uh, then I, uh, that's great, um, you know. And we'll um, we'll talk to you next time. Oh, I know I mentioned something about it when we were talking about Rise of the Resistance. I mentioned about a trick of, of how to... Uh, Get a, get a time easy, not easy. It's not a guarantee, but it's a better way of going about it. So, and it worked for us all three times. So, and and this was another uh, another uh, guest told us about this because when we didn't get it, uh, when we got it in the uh, afternoon, he was explaining it to us how how it's a better way to get it, especially if you especially for the morning one if you, when you're trying from your resort. So you get yourself queued up. You're there. All your party is is already checked off in the thing, or it should be at least, if the app is working correctly. So when you go to what he told us was, so, you know, thing goes live at 7 o'clock. Have another clock or a watch or something that has the seconds on it so you can see when it's actually going to turn 7 o'clock. And about 10, like 30 seconds before, keep refreshing it. Swipe your thumb down, whatever finger you use. Swipe it down so it refreshes. And it tells you on the top. When the app refreshes itself, refreshed at 6.58 and 42 seconds, whatever it is. But when there's about 10 to 15 seconds before 7, hold it down and don't release it. So immediate, so you're, that step is already done. You're, you're holding it. You, you, know, you're, you have the thing slit in like the cocked position, if you would, <laughs> like a gun. <laughs> a terrible analogy, but I can't think of anything else. At this moment, and I'm not even a gun person. Um, so you have the thing holding down. Immediately at seven o'clock, you release your thumb or your finger, whatever it is, and it it's one less step, and it worked for us every time. Hmm. So yeah. this guy told us this little tip, little trick. It works. You know, obviously it helps if like you don't have a million things going on on your phone. If your Wi-Fi is wacky, turn the freaking Wi-Fi off. You know, because then that juggles it. Because that I think that's what screwed us up the first day. Because I was trying it, and as I said before, my phone sucks. Um, but my kids who have 11s and 12s, 
never an issue. <laughs> always had problems. Always uh, got into anything, not just Rise of the Resistance, but any other thing they tried to do was fine. Um, so anyway, I'll leave everybody with that. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> Talk to everybody <laughs> next time. Follow our troop at www.dizexplorers.com where you can find all the links for all our hosts' social media accounts. You can also follow the podcast on our Facebook group at The Diz Explorers and on Twitter and Instagram at The Diz Explorers. You can download this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio, and also on YouTube. Thanks for listening. Hope you had a good time. Spectral Magic!